I'm William Fleming, and this is Real Talk, a podcast for Humana Associates who work in clinical and pharmacy solutions and across Humana. I have on the phone with me Dr. Will Schrank, who is our Chief Medical and Corporate Affairs Officer. And today we're going to chat about some of the lessons that we're learning related to health and healthcare as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. Certainly this crisis has uh, engulfed the nation and, and the greater world. And here more locally in the U.S., we've also had some other uh, things happen, uh, particularly in the past, uh, since, since Memorial Day, with some of the uh, civil unrest and some of the just challenges that we see around uh, some conversations and some, some, some really important conversations that we need to have uh, around you know, society and certainly our role in it. Uh, here um, with uh, being a, a large employer. So uh, we're going to try to unpack some of that for you. Um, we won't touch on the depths of the, of, the, of the latter piece, but we will lean into it with respect to the healthcare side of it. So, uh, Will, welcome to Real Talk. Um, Thank you. I'm so- really happy to be here. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad to have you here. And, you know, candidly <laughs> for, the, for our listeners, you know, this is – uh the really the first podcast i've done uh, remotely since uh covid um it's um and i know will you and i were scheduled a few months ago to uh to get together but but that didn't work out because of covid and so um you know it's amazing how different our world is uh, now versus then and I, i'm sure we've got a lot uh you know to talk about uh before we get into uh you know, our, our conversation um we always like to have our listeners learn about you and hear about who is Dr. Will Schrank and why are you here? So, Will, tell us about you. Oh, gosh, I have no idea how to answer that question. One, one thing I do think um, I, I can reference, and I think it'll probably resonate with uh, many people who are listening right now, is uh, I have rarely left my bedroom in the last two and a half months. Uh, I have two kids at home. Uh, nine and 12, who uh, tend to be very um, talkative and engaging. And the only real place I can find to have peace and quiet in order to do any Humana-related work is to literally to hide in my bedroom. So um, uh, I think that is the one piece of unexpected information that I wanted to share with you to give your, your, uh, your, your group a sense of the bizarre life that I am leading right now, and I'm sure I am not alone in that regard. Oh, well, I, I, I think thanks for sharing that. I, <laughs> I, I know that we've all had to, uh, uh, you know, adjust to our uh, old normal with our new normal, and 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 uh, and really things like lack of haircuts. I I hear you. Uh, I hear you got a, a new barber during COVID. You want you want yeah. to. Tell, tell the group uh, about, about that little situation you got. I did. It started off, my, uh, my nine-year-old offered to cut my hair and only cut the back at the outset. Uh, and while it came out a, a little bit asymmetric, it was largely okay. And she was very much emboldened by the positive feedback that she got um, and had been con- then continually asking me if she can do it again. So she did uh, again last week. And um, I am trying to do as few video calls now as possible. I have more of a 
Uh, it's not just asymmetry. It's now really a look of developmental delay that I've got going. Uh, I've tried to distract the anyone looking at my haircut by growing a goatee. So I don't know what that says. I think at some point there's going to have to be a full, you know, rectification of my my general look, which wasn't so good in the first place. But enough about how I look. <laughs> Could spend hours on that one too, Doctor Will. <laughs> yeah. So, so as you can tell, you know, Will and I have a, a great relationship, and and uh, and yeah, I, I think you know, it, as you heard Will's story, I think we've all been you know placed in this new circumstances, and you know, we, whether we have beards or haircuts or or just you know finding new ways of working. In fact, I'm sure you're going to hear my dogs Gemma and or Karina bark here in a few minutes because. That's what they've been doing. Um, so we'll we'll try to navigate through that. So well, let, let's dive into the conversation. Um, you know, without question, the last few months have been uh, just crazy. I'm sure, you know, you being a physician um, and uh, you know my being a, a pharmacist and you know both being clinicians, you, you know, dealing with pandemic and something of this scale, um, we've never really had to deal with um, in, in our careers, and certainly. Um, it's it's just different um, with what's going on. Uh, I think we've learned a lot. We've learned a lot about the pandemic. We've learned a lot about you know our country. We've learned a lot about how we've responded, you know, compared to other parts of the world. And I would say we've we've probably also learned about um, our company um, and you know, what the wants and needs are of our members. And so a lot of learnings that are uh, in there. And we've learned about our associates and what's important to them. We learned about what's important to us to protect our associates with, you know, safety uh, being a, a theme that we try to uh, navigate through. Um, one of the things I'm really impressed with that I'd like to start with is, is, is how Humana has responded at that national level. And it may, maybe you could, in your own words, you know, just talk about, you know, some insights that you've gleaned and, and really arguably how the, the health systems come together and what your role in it's been and, and really what Bruce's role has been to help us navigate you know, through some of this at that at that more national level, recognizing that we're all in this together. It's not about my company, your company it's about how we work together. Talk about yeah. that. Maybe talk about some of the insights that you've gained through that. Sure. Well, I mean, I think we could talk about that for hours. Uh, it's been it's been really, um, I think, reassuring and invigorating to be a part of the Humana community uh, over the last three months uh, and to see how we've stepped up in a variety of different ways and we've created partnerships and alignment across the healthcare sector across the country to really try to, to, to be a part of the solution. First of all, I'd say internally, I couldn't be more impressed with how holistically the Humana team just jumped in and there was a, you know, a, it was, it was, it was by definition chaotic. It was by definition, it was every, it, there was always uncertainty because we literally didn't know the facts. You know, we were, we were learning more about the disease and its spread and its characteristics um, by the hour. Uh, and this team really, really rolled up its sleeves and figured out how to work together, how to work nimbly how to work in an agile fashion. And uh, we lined up around our mission 
our mission of taking the very best care we can of our of our members uh, and taking the very best care we can of our associates to try to really sort of uh, align around a strategy that we felt right about. And I think you know right off the bat, it was clear that this team was gonna was gonna stay really true to the mission of of doing everything we can to drive better care, safer patients, better outcomes um, uh, for our members and for our associates. The thing that's also been awesome is that we, as a health plan, have played this unique role as a convener. You know, we touch virtually everybody in the healthcare system. We touch. We have contracts with post-acute care. We have contracts with primary care, with home care, with labs, with um, we have to buy PPE for our own providers. We have we have so many different ways that we sort of intersect the the healthcare system that we it was clear that when when there was a need for sort of a, a binding site, a way to bring together folks from across the healthcare system to figure out how to work together, we had a role to play. And I was just so impressed with uh, you know, William, our boss, Bruce, who stepped up and, and he did it. He pulled together leaders from across the healthcare sector uh, to figure out, you know, where are the where are the holes, where are the gaps, where are the opportunities, where are ways that other other companies, other other parts of the sector can fill in and really be part of the solution. And I think we've built more goodwill and more momentum around how we work together in the last three months that I've seen in my entire career. Uh, it's been great for me as well because uh, I've had the opportunity to work with chief medical officers from companies across the, across the country and figure out ways to, to really work together to synthesize evidence and better understand how we can, um, how we can create consensus around certain key decisions, public health decisions, testing decisions, that are really, really hard to make sense of. And only by working together and creating consensus can we make progress. So, you know, that's been really gratifying for me. And I think it's been really helpful for us as Humana to be able to be in, playing an active role in those conversations. So I could go on forever, literally. Um, I just think it's been an incredibly transformative time. It's a horrible, it's been a horrible time for so many Americans. But for us at Humana, I think it's really we've really shown ourselves well. We've stuck to our we've stuck to our mission. We've been clear about our priorities, and I think we've really stepped up and led. So it's been uh, it's really been amazing to watch. And th thanks, Will. Thanks for sharing that. As you all can tell, Will Will's a great speaker has done a lot with Bruce uh, in that journey with our industry colleagues to make this about our collective response, not about us as a company and and leading the way on that during this, you know, during this pandemic. I, I just, I'm so proud of, of Bruce and, and his leadership, proud of Will and, and what he's done uh, and help, helping drag that through. And then importantly, how all that work has impacted policy that's come out of Washington, D.C. And, and, you know, I, I can tell you, you know, Will and you know his team and, and Bruce. Uh, they they spend a lot of time, a lot of hours navigating through those things. Well, let, let's let's press forward. Um, you know this 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 question of you know some of the you know, civil unrest that started uh, because of you know what happened in, in Minnesota has really unlocked a lot of things here in the U.S. on you know, disparities. Um, 
disparities socially, disparities, you know, in, in life, disparities in activities of daily living, in part, you know, disparities in healthcare. And I, I know, I remember as it respects to COVID and sort of this intersection of what we're seeing now uh, with COVID and what we've been dealing with for these last few you know, days and weeks with some of these disparities questions. I, I remember well back in early March, you and I having conversations you know, both you as the chief medical officer and me as the enterprise quarterback on, we got to be concerned with during this pandemic, who's seeking care, who's not, uh, where are they getting care, who's getting care, you know, which which type of, you know, folks are getting care. Okay, why don't you take a, a minute or two and bring that to life for the group about yeah. how you think about it, how you thought about it, why that naturally made sense to you for us to care about it? Because I I think your perspective on that, the group, the group just needs to hear that. Okay. Well, I mean, I just said at, at a higher level, obviously, our, our, there is no room, uh, not for one day, for there, not for one second, for there to be racism or prejudice uh, in our country, and we do not stand for that. And um, uh, it's been heartbreaking to um, to see the uh, what's happening across the country. It's it's and it's just been a, a, a real, real challenge to 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 see the deep rifts that uh, that exist in our society. Uh, and we obviously have a lot, lot, lot of healing as a as a country to do. That said, we the when you look at that intersection of sort of COVID and disparities in care, it really brings to light some of the opportunities, and also speaks to so much that we're doing. With um, with our holistic approach to managing vulnerable elderly patients, to, to very directly take on these issues. So you know we we know that there are strong correlations between uh, immutable characteristics, underlying characteristics, race, and homelessness, and food insecurity, and 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 um, issues related to income and and health literacy. And our deep commitment in our community, in particular in our bold goal communities, where we're rolling up our sleeves, not just as a health plan, but in, uh, along with our providers in the community, along with community-based organizations, with local religious organizations, with local government um, organizations, to try to really create that fabric locally of understanding what the resources are that are available to help our members and to try to out best direct them to meet the very core basic needs of our members, those are at the, the, that's at the center of being able to address um, these disparities in care. And I don't mean to say that the bold goal is going to be able to eliminate disparities in care, but it is a central part of the strategy to understand within communities where things are breaking down and how our members, understanding what their social needs are and understanding what our, our members can do to best access healthier lifestyle, best access, healthier food, and best access, better health care. The question you asked, and I'm, I, I know I got, off, I got off target a little bit, is around um, from, uh, uh, from the perspective of COVID, we know that a lot of people didn't get the care that they need. That's not, it's not just, there's been a considerable reduction in the use of of uh, just routine care, routine visits to the primary care doc to manage their manage a patient's diabetes or heart failure 
because patients are afraid to go to the doctor right now. It's getting a little bit better now, but for months, there was a real, real considerable reduction in access to care. We don't know yet what the long-term implications are. This is quite a, a unique natural experiment where essentially healthcare was turned off for a couple months. And we have to, have to, have to get really deep into our own analytics, into our own data, and understand who are those patients that missed care and who are the patients that, ha that are experiencing now, months later, um, adverse outcomes. How can we better understand who's at the greatest risk of having bad outcomes because of this gap in care? And how can we, Humana, be more proactive in either reaching out to the patient or primary care docs or leveraging our care management to try to anticipate and prevent those adverse outcomes. There is a role that we can play, a meaningful role we can play, using our data to better understand who's at risk and to, and to cut that off at the pass. And I think there's a race to do that. This is not something we can, we can't take a year to figure this out. We got to do it now. And uh, Kate Goodrich and a lot of really smart people are working on this. And I think, you know, William's team is, is really, really um, coordinated around understanding, uh, really getting deep on this data and the analytics and trying to understand what the opportunities are. And William's team and, and Susan's team together can work to create the kind of outreach strategies that we need. So I think we're in good hands. Um, but this is, this is a big opportunity for us to really show our stuff and demonstrate that better use of data, better use of analytics can help us better articulate who's at risk. And it's likely going to be those who who are most vulnerable, and it likely will be consistent with met with a history of disparities in care, and try to really figure out how we nip that in the bud and keep people safe during this uh, during this pretty extraordinary time. Well, th thank you for that. It's a lot of good depth there, as you all can tell. Uh, just a lot of natural thinking uh, from Will, uh, obviously with his you know, clinical orientation, but importantly, just trying to help you know, help push us because there, there's a lot of learnings and in, in, uh, sitting inside this uh, COVID uh, response. And you know, I've been calling it in part an academician's dream <laughs> um, because there's so many key, <laughs> you know, key questions that need to be answered around health, healthcare, and, 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 um, and what, what's happened here. Um, you know, Will, I, I know we could go on and on about, you know, things that we've done um, and things that we've tried to you know, work on lessons that we've learned. We do try to keep our, you know, these podcasts to you know, 20 minutes or so, recognizing that's usually the bandwidth for what uh, people, you know, think about. I know there's a whole bunch of topics we didn't get to around, you know, the role of telehealth and the, you know, how, how do we advance, you know, you know, chronic care? What what was the you know, rationale for our decision making to to waive copays? And there's a whole bunch of things we could you know, give uh, our listeners, uh, you know, uh, some insights into, but we'll save some of that for a later day. I, well, I, I might ask you, you know, in, any any closing thoughts that you'd like to, you know, leave the group with? Yeah, I mean, I do think that this is, we, this is a transformative moment for the healthcare system. And we are in a really unique position because of the, you know, the sort of the strength of the Medicare Advantage structure, the model, uh, and the depth of our relationship with providers and with our members to really lead. And whether it's, you know, we have a lot of the right pieces to help map out a better way of delivering healthcare to vulnerable elderly patients, whether it's better telehealth, better primary care, 
better data and analytics and digital services, better care in the home. Those are all going to be central components, and that's at the core of who we are. So I think, uh, you know, this is an incredibly challenging and uncertain time, and there's a lot of uncertainty as we head into an election season, and God only knows. I mean, there's so many different pieces that are that are sort of um, in flux right now, but the 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 central pieces are in place. This is a team with a really clear mission. We have a very, very, we have a, a very strong platform in Medicare Advantage to make a difference for our members. We've made a lot of the right investments, have the right levers and tools, and I think we are at the we're sort of at the front end of a real transformative moment to improve the way we care for uh, the way we care for our members. Well, uh, so well said, and and. Uh, you know, I, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to uh, address the group. Uh, this does get listened to across Humana, not just out of uh, the clinical and pharmacy area. It, it certainly has a, been a, a good discussion. Great to hear your voice on here. And so thanks again for, for the perspective and insights. Um, and uh, thank, thank you for all you do for Big H. Um, hey, as well, thanks for having me, William. It's a, it's a treat. Yeah, thank you. So as we wrap up this episode of Real Talk, you know, th thanks all, all of you, our listeners. Th thanks for what you do for Big H. You, you know we love to hear your feedback. So you can email us at clinicalandpharmacysolutions at humana.com or post your comments to buzz with the hashtag Real Talk. And so until next time, have a great week.